another episode ready to go They're gonna talk about the good and the trash and anything in between Cherishing make-believe, get ready for Halloween, it's the horror show I know you miss those guys, tune in and find out what's on their list tonight They butcher and dissect, take apart and mutilate Listen to your two favorite brainiacs communicate It's the horror show Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Horror Show. Show dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not-so-favorite horror movies and other horror-related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. Hello, Joe. What's going on? Oh, nothing, nothing, nothing. Boy, we had a uh, a day, or two days, no, a day, with this uh, Andy Sedaris fellow. Let me tell you something. This, uh... This was a roller coaster of of things. You you had text so we're doing Malibu Express this week, which is free. It's like on Plex, it's on everything. Just scoop. As it should be. As it should be. Also as it should be and as it shouldn't be. Dude, kids have it so fucking easy nowadays. Very true. Very true. <laughs> Cause this is softcore pornography. Um, then and oh, no. not an action movie, which we will cover a little bit later. I think we'll dive into that concept a little bit more. Um, but what an odd, odd movie and, and how lucky kids now have it where they could just dude seeking out something like this would have been fucking like finding this would have been a gold mine when we were kids. <laughs> No, they just fucking. For sure. No, it's just on fucking Plex. It's on Tubi. It's on fucking eighteen Tubi. things yeah. <laughs> that you can watch it on. Um, so we're doing Malibu Express. It's an Andy Sadar's film. It's his first film in the triple B, whatever trilogy or whatever you want to call it. Astounding that there was two more made after this. That people allowed it. Yeah, I mean, and there was, I mean, he had plenty of other movies too after after those three, even. So, um, it it I, is. I uh, like hard. I like Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I I don't want to be totally down on Mr. Sedaris. I I think Hard Ticket to Hawaii was good, which leaves some hope for Picasso Trigger. But we'll have some news about us covering Picasso Trigger shortly because we're not. Uh <laughs> And I think, did we do Savage Beach or no? And then Guns. No, we did that. We did. We did. We did Guns for sure. Guns. We did. did we for do sure. Savage Beach. I don't know. It looked. I mean, they're all the fucking same movie, right? Like, <laughs> like. <laughs> but this one was a little bit rougher than I remember the Sadars flicks being, and it. it oh, no it, doubt. Yeah, no doubt. It was a. It was a lot less fun. Um, l- way less explosions. Way less. Um, everything. What, what does yeah, like, three B stand for? It's, uh, triple B. Was it boobs, bombs, and bullets? I think. Is that what it is? I think. Probably should have researched. Dude, I've been, you know, like the past couple of movies, I've been like really researching this one. I no. texted you last night after I, after I watched it and I was like, I am keeping in mind Muck, and I'm keeping in mind movies like Sick. This is legitimately the hardest time I've had, possibly on the show ever, following what the plot was. It's because it wasn't. There wasn't. Um, there was. It's not a thing. It's not a thing in this. It's Bullets, Bombs, and Babes, um, which was later given the title Lethal, L-E-T-H-A-L, Ladies. 
that acronym is not an acronym, though. It's just dots in between each letter. <laughs> as, as he does. Because that's how Guns was, too. Remember? Guns was like a period in between each one, but it was not an acronym. It was just how he wanted it presented. Um, the Sigdaris guy. All right, everyone. Sorry, we had some technical, <laughs> some technical issues. Uh, yeah, some technical issues there. But we are back uh, with Andy Sidaris's, uh Malibu Express. By the way, thanks for everyone for the feedback. Thanks for everyone for coming to the live show for uh, Shoot 'Em Up. That was a movie. What fun! What fun! What fun! Um, sorry, I'm just doing something. Okay. Uh. Yeah, well, that that was that was a lot of fun. That live show, that movie is fucking crazy. That is crazy. I am super excited though for this month's live show, which will be uh, Escape from New York. No, no, Big Trouble in Little China. Yes, oh, that's gonna be fucking great. That's gonna be a great night. I haven't drank in. Um, well, let's also okay. So before we get into this. Uh, we are switching up the schedule a little bit. We just went on that diatribe about Sidaris in this movie. Uh, so we kind of decided, and it was, it wasn't even, I hadn't even seen this yet when we actually made the decision. And then I watched it and was like, well, that was a great decision. That was fucking good, good call. Uh, we're going to switch it. We're going to switch it up because last year, because me and Joe are recording two episodes this week, basically for the next two weeks, because Joe's going on vacation. Um, so, Joe's having his annual 4th of July party, which is always a blast. Um, And last year, we kind of set a precedent that an unintentional precedent of getting a little too barreled up at Joe's party, then going home and then trying to record an episode on a beloved film. Uh, Last year, it was Jaws. Uh, and I, and Joe's been talking about it and I was like, oh man, you know what? Maybe that's what we should do instead of the next Sidaris movie. Maybe we should kind of make that our new thing for July 4th is it doesn't even need to be 4th of July themed. It could kind of be summary, but like just a, uh, absolute fan favorite genre favorite kind of movie and, uh, and do it while we're trying to hold it together after like six hours of drinking. Um, so that's what we're gonna do this year, and we're gonna do. We decide cabin fever, right? Cabin fever. Cabin fever. So we, you may you may think we've we've covered it, but we have not. We, we did a Eli Roth, like what do you want to call it? It, it wasn't a serial. We just kind of like talked about Eli Roth. Yeah. Talked about some of his movies, but this one we're gonna do the full treatment. Yeah. So that and we're gonna try and badger Paul to give because he can't record. Yeah. So we're going to try and badger him to give some some thoughts while he's at the party. We're going to pull out the phone and make him make him talk about. It. So I haven't drank or done anything in 37 days. Um wow. I know. It's been two live really? shows. Um but I will be drinking at your party and then probably for that. I, I think I'll break it for Big Trouble in Little China cuz that just sounds like a fun time to get a little fucking crazy. I mean, don't you don't have to. <laughs> no, I know. I'll rock sober with you, man. I was I was gonna go. Uh, I was, I was, not that I do it much, anyways. But after the fourth, I was gonna kind of pull it back a little bit. I don't know. I mean, I I'll, I'll pull it back, but I, I for big trouble in little China. Kurt Russell doing his best fucking impression of 
John Wayne. John Wayne. <laughs> John Wayne. Just fucking <laughs> can't wait, dude. I, actually, I'm just gonna talk like John Wayne the entire live show. <laughs> Alright, sold. Hey, Let's Joe. Both, I gotta <laughs> both do the shittiest John Wayne until oh, everybody, until oh, everybody oh, leaves. <laughs> it's just you and me left. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a good time. Uh, hey there, pilgrim. <laughs> so, that's what we got. So, we're going to do... Uh, we got Malibu Express today. We got uh, Cabin Fever next week. Uh, then we got... Dead Heat after that, which I got a bunch of emails about from people being like, oh, I'm so pumped for Dead Heat. Um, and then we'll do Big Trouble in Little China after that. So, sounds like a good time there. Sounds like a good time. Hey, dude, it's so crazy. I made this schedule. It's so it's so nuts when I make these schedules and I go like three months in advance and I'm like, man, I won't have to worry about schedules in forever. And now we're like, we're going to be done with half of July and then all we have is August after that. And it's going to be the fucking fall again and I'm going to... Put my head into a wall. It's good. It goes by fast, man. It does. Especially when your fucking summer is just fucking raining all the time. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. Absolutely killing me. It is brutal. All right. Well, we got... I, like Mal- I mean, if you, can, if you can't tell that we're stalling to talk about Malibu Express, <laughs> you, know, you gotta, gotta kind of eat up some time. Yeah, well, Malibu Express almost killed action movie month for me. Uh, I was like... I, <laughs> well, it's not, it's not an action. Well, it's not an action movie, which is what something we talked about prior to the episode because the, no, I, nothing happens in this fucking movie. Like, And everything that does happen is fucking reversed in the end. <laughs> Fun fact. The ultimate Uno reverse score. Dude, this movie, it pulls an Uno reverse card on you in the last 30 seconds of the fucking movie. And it's like, guess what? Everything we did was fucking for nothing. (laughs) For nothing. Also, this movie pushes the boundaries and raises the question, can there be too many boobs? And the answer might honestly be yes. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that in my life, but it might honestly be yes. Now, the- there are scenes where there are just random characters who like interrupt the flow of the because like the conversations, as Sean just said, they mean nothing. But you're kind of trying to piece together what they're saying, and then just the character will just interrupt themselves by ripping out their tits, and you're like, "What am I supposed to be paying attention to in this?" Joe, I mean, there's a lot we can reference, but the one that stood out to me, besides the operator one that you mentioned, to me in text, but the which we'll talk about, which is fucking crazy, was in the middle of we finally get an action scene. There's a fucking shootout at the racetrack, and you're like, finally, we're getting somewhere. There's a chase. There's people chasing each other, and then it cuts to the crew who's like, this car's fucking tits. He says it like 17 times until finally a character who goes, but I don't know have her name here, but it's like huge gazongas is like her name. <laughs> <laughs> It's fuck. I don't remember the. Oh no! It's, it's June not Sean. It's June knockers, but it's spelled with. She repeatedly says it's spelled with an H, and I'm like, how? How the fuck does that make a difference? Spelled with an H. Where's the H go? June knockers. They mentioned. They mention out loud several times. 
<laughs> including the main character Cody talking into his own fucking thing. He know he's re- he's recording this for himself, and he's like Jew knocker spelled with an H. <laughs> Jew knockers. Um, but so, yeah, yeah, they're at a racetrack and they call her. Yeah, so they're like they're like this car's the tits, this car's tits. And she's like, well, if that's tits, then what are these? This is in the middle of an action scene. This is so unnecessary. And she just pulls out her breasts. And then it cuts back to the action. <laughs> it's like also, unreal. When we talked about Sidaris's other films, you know, I, I believe that we said he's not a very good filmmaker, but like he knows what he wants and, and he gets he gets it done. In this movie, again, this is first of the of the Triple Bs. In this movie, there are cut scenes that are so jarring and abrupt. It's like, dude, who allowed this? What <laughs> what did I just watch? And like Sean said, I know we'll get into it. Like Sean said, the main character. Well, first off, first off, they were masturbating to uh, Magnum PI the entire oh, time yeah. they were drafting this, right? Because there's two characters that somehow look exactly like Tom Selleck. And it's absolutely bizarre. They have the same mustache. <laughs> they act like him. And then they inexplicably have this guy do a voiceover and narrate the entire movie. The entire movie. Which is I wonder nuts. if that was intentional from the beginning or if at the end they're like, hey, we got to like do something to make this make sense. So let's just have this guy talk. They, overdu- they dubbed a lot of the... the- the regular speech so i could imagine that happening and then crowbarring that random scene where he's explaining his voice recorder at the beginning most useless scene i've ever seen in my life dude dude <laughs> he's like ah, i was told all good detectives use these now okay guys just fucking say you're recording into it <laughs> Don't even say it. Just fucking talk. Just <laughs> I know. I do agree. But if you're going to say something, just say that. Dude, he, is so he's such a mope, too. This guy is like the king he mope. He, dude, he, he sucks. He, and Because he's got no edge to him. So he's not like... It's crazy because the movie you'd think in the cover is like him shirtless with like women drinking. He is over. so shredded on that cover. <laughs> on the on the cover art they made him look like the best the best most fittest looking man I've ever seen. He looks like a bag of shit. <laughs> He's not a lot to look at. And then on top of it, he talks like the most polite person on earth. He's like, "Gee, will curse. Can you believe this happened?" <laughs> and he like refuses to like call any of these women like I mean, not that he needs to say anything nasty about them because they're not bad, but like he calls them all his friend. He's like my work friend. And then he like walks up to her and like grabs her ass and then starts making out with her. And you're like, oh, that's not a work friend, Cody. That's a that's fucking insane. It's a lover. <laughs> Has anybody gotten more pee than Cody? Which, has anybody been, like, least likely to pull that HP Cody, than Cody? Cody <laughs> is beating P off like it's going out. Like, he's literally having to turn it down. He's having to turn it down. Dude, there's scenes where women are like, what I would do to fucking fuck you. And he's like, all right, take it easy. Like, just do your fucking job. <laughs> That's not an exaggeration. You mentioned the operator, and we said we'd talk about it after. Cody is literally talking 
to an operator. For those that are young, operators, like when you have landlines, they can direct you to somebody. Yeah. You know, you press zero for it. The operator is talking to him. It's like, is this Cody? And he's like, oh, yeah, can you help me? And she just rips out her tits. And she's like, I'm, I've been waiting for this moment. She's not in the room with him. She's working as an operator. We're just talking to Cody. Which, when you told me about the operator scene, it, I, I, you told me about it in advance. And then I watched it. And it was, but it cut and it said Sandy's lip service. And I was like, oh, they're not an operator. Joe just must have missed that. This is a sex line. Like, it's, and then it kind of is presented as a sex line. They're all talking kind of dirty to whoever they're p- taking the calls. But then Cody's like, I need you to patch me in the 911. <laughs> and she's like, okay. And she's also like making calls for Cody. Like Cody will call her and be like, I, I want to have a party on my boat. <laughs> call my friends and tell them. And she's like, okay. okay. <laughs> so it's not a sex line. She's just the operator. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> it's un- uh, it's uh, unbelievable. Um, now I asked you, I asked you uh, prior to you even watching the movie to see if you could tell what scene. I legitimately, I I never rewind shit when we watch movies. I rewound this three times in pure disbelief to uh, to make sure I heard what I thought I heard, <laughs> and I wanted to know if 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 you thought you you could pick up on that uh what what scene it might be i I don't know i mean dude the guy says so much dumb shit the entire movie it's like crazy how much dumb shit he says what what (laughs) is that your drive sean uh that's actually my air conditioner oh oh, okay okay just making the loudest noise it'll come out and post uh what what is the line what (laughs) i need to know (laughs) All right, so the line, Sean, and and viewers, is probably the most insane line I've heard uttered in a movie. And our character, our our hero, Cody, he goes down to Palm Springs and he fights a gang of people, which was pretty anticlimactic. You know, he I don't even know. He didn't really lose. You know, he beats up two guys and he gets punched. He comes back and he's walking into his office and he says, and I quote verbatim, boy, that was really a horse shit. This is how he's re- saying it too. Boy, that was really a horse shit trip to Palm Springs. I got my ass whipped, my borrowed car shot up, and I was raped. You know? <laughs> and, then, and then the next line he says is, you know, time to see what's really going on around here. Dude, I rewound that three fucking times. Like he didn't, he did not, he did not say that. <laughs> and he is walking with a bit of a limp to kind of sell that. <laughs> is that true? That dude, Sean, that that couldn't be more true. <laughs> I got my ass ripped, my borrowed car shot up, and I was raped. Can you pull that up? I should have fucking timed. If you gave me a timestamp, I could. <laughs> Fuck. When does that happen? I it happens right after the fight with the uh, with it with that gang when he goes on to Palm Palm Springs, <laughs> dude. The the whole movie is them just walking around, like going places and like getting into scraps. But I do I do have it up. I have the movie up here because there was a couple things I wanted to play audio wise. Um, for us, uh, so I, I will try and maybe find like. It. Maybe like thirty minutes in. Okay, okay. Where, where? What are you basing that on? 
Nothing. <laughs> okay. okay, fair. Fair, fair, fair. All right. Um, so, okay. So, first of all, let's talk about how we open this movie up, which is with um, a song that is the most ill-fitting song I've ever heard for the opening. Not just in... Not just, like, because of the movie, for an action movie, but for for this, even for this opening scene, which is a woman on a computer, like, kind of espionage Here, let's see if we can play this. <laughs> it's like, it, it's like a fucking Folgers commercial from, like, the 80s and 90s. This is how it's opening. And there's a woman typing on a keyboard. It's like Tegrity Farms. <laughs> this is, dude, I had to pause the fucking movie because I was like, this, the audio's not right. Like, this isn't, like, something's playing, like, I must have another tab open playing fucking this music. But it's it's this movie. That's how Malibu Express opens up with that fucking Doesn't song. Doesn't fit at all. Fucking unreal. Also, I am good, Sean. It's at 33 minutes. Really? All right. I'm going to write it down. Okay. Because I've got some other I've got some other audio to play. <laughs> 33 minutes. All right. So we open up with that. Um, the credits get typed up by a woman in real time, which is fucking thrilling. <laughs> uh, a cast of characters... I have never seen more characters in my life. By the way, is this a prequel to Knives Out? Is this the original Knives Out? <laughs> I mean, it's not far off, right? There are so many different parties that mean nothing, but keep coming back in the play. It's fucking unreal. Who made Knives Out? What's what's their name? Ryan Johnson. I, I want to know if they uh, if they've seen this because I don't know the old switcheroo at the end. Uh... They most definitely have. <laughs> who has? Who has? And we meet Cody Abilene, who is our lead. Uh, he walks into a uh, firing uh, gun range, uh, range. and uh, misses the target. He's the worst shot ever. Yeah, and that is and, and it, cannon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They try, They make that a recurring theme. Which at the end, I was like, "Oh wait, yeah this this does make this does add up." Because he kept missing everything, and it was like, "Oh, that what, what is happening?" And then you're like, "Oh wait, that's his character." <laughs> of oh, all things, how to, cool! Like loop back together. <laughs> he fucking does that from the beginning. That is the only consistency that we have in this. The only. <laughs> the only. Oh my god! And the the list of names in this fucking movie—it's just crazy, dude. Like, everyone got a starring credit too. So the list—if you go on Wikipedia where it says starring, dude—like every other movie known to man has like four people on the starring list on the right hand side. This list is fucking page long of of who's starring in it, including Linda Weissmeyer as June Knockers. Um, Bo Randy Rudy is Bobo Buffington. I don't even, I don't even know what's worth his real name. Busty or O'Shea. <laughs> it's his real name. Se <laughs> Sexy Sally. Dude, this guy's name is Ab. A B B. 
Ab Dixon as P.L. Buffington. <laughs> to the Buffington family. The Buffington family is the most bizarre storyline to include <laughs> in this movie I have ever seen in movie history. Okay, wait, there was a movie we did recently. What was it where we were like, you were like, what's the storyline? And I was like, I don't know because there was like 10 different stories happening. We just did it. Um, shit, which one was it? Uh, not McBain. Dark Angel, maybe? Action Jackson? Could it have been McBain? I don't know. It wasn't Army of Darknesses. Alien Abduction, I don't think so. So I think it had to be one of those action movies. Dark Angel or McBain, I guess. Um, but boy, man, uh, this takes the cake because there's just shit that... Shit. This Buffington family is like a Dukes of Hazard storyline that they just randomly put in. They just keep showing up and be like, oh boy, you beat me in that, that street race. And it's we're like, in California. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, Cody is from Texas. Like, that is kind of inferred and I think eventually said at some point in the movie. But, uh, but these guys, the, he is in California and the Buffingtons... I guess followed him there from the south because they're just like, hey there, fucking Cody. <laughs> it's unreal. And his voiceover every time is like, oh god, not the Buffingtons again. Hey, hey, fun fact. Okay, so let's just talk about the Buffington storyline now. Let's just get it out of the fucking way. The Buffingtons show up randomly whenever there's just a lull, a moment of peace where Cody's like, I need to do something else, like a change of scenery. The Buffingtons show up and challenge him to a race because one time Cody's dad beat the <laughs> beat, 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 beat PL Buffington, the patriarch of the Buffington clan. He beat him in a race once. Back in the day. And ever since then, the Buffingtons will not leave Cody alone, demanding he raise them. Now... John, is that not the most hometown thing you you ever heard? Buzz Buffington. <laughs> Rick Buffington. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no, it's fucking crazy. And so... They, they'll just show up and be like, and they all scream. There's three of them. And they all scream at once. I had a note down at one point where I was like, if I were Cody, I would have just shot them all dead. Because they're, they're just all screaming over each other. I was like, I got a fucking headache just listening to it. And But anyway, the Buffingtons will show up, challenge him to a race. Cody loses to the Buffingtons the first two times he meets them. Not the first two times I meet him. I think he meets him several times, but the first two times he agrees to a race. Because, yes, he races the Buffingtons more than twice. He races them three fucking times. And he loses the first two races. And, like, after the second race, he's like, gee, golly, the Buffingtons just keep beating me. And I was like, this guy is a fucking loser. Like, could you imagine James Bond, which is like kind of the vein they're going for here, but let's, yeah. or Magnum P.I., take anybody, Magnum, yeah. any, anybody, any fucking dashing hero and have him lose Losing? to the Buffingtons. <laughs> <A me> <laughs> Twice. 
twice. Not even once. Twice. So even if you do two out of three, they fucking got you. Like, like what the fuck doesn't even matter at that point? And, and to include this storyline... I mean, again, I'm not really sure what the plot is, but to, to include this storyline offers no service, no help to the viewer to understand what is what is going on. No. Or to give a shit, like you're saying, about our hero. Because he, he's a loser, like you said. <laughs> he fucking sucks. Losing the bu- If I lost to the Buffingtons in anything, I would just leave. I, I, would, I would leave my family, and I would just go. I would pack up and start a new life. <laughs> it's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. And like you're mentioning, it, it really detracts, because even if you were trying to focus and pay attention... These scenes take 10 to 15 minutes each. <laughs> Joe just spit out his <laughs> They're like long fucking of the, scenes. Of all the things that make me spit take into the show. But it's true, because the fucking Buffington's too absurd. The, hours, the movie's an hour and 40 minutes, which is absolutely obscene for a movie like this. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be longer than 70 minutes. But... The Buffingtons chew up 30 minutes of that. It's so fucking Easily, stupid. easily, easily. It's fucking crazy. And it's like, you're. it just derails you to the point where then it ends. And then you go back to the movie and you're like, wait, what are we even doing right now? Like, what? What? what do, we just lost to the Buffingtons. What do, I don't give a fuck about anything else. <laughs> like, what am I doing? Um, makes the ending even more obscene because he's like, I figured it all out. Which fun fact he didn't. No, because because it was hand it was hand delivered to him, and he, and he just listened to it. <laughs> but it just makes everything else so pointless. Um, it also makes his feuds with the Buffingtons make more sense because this guy sucks. He's not he's not James Bond. He's not a private detective. He is of a, a, a nemesis to the Buffington clan. Um, so Cody leaves the gun range and he goes to a racetrack where that's where we're introduced to June Knockers, who is a race car driver. And as soon as Cody gets there, again, Cody's like, well, oh, wait, no, Cody hasn't started talking yet. But he gets there, gets out of the car, and him and June just start making out and June takes out her breasts immediately. Yes. Is she love interest? No, we she's not. Because we know this because right after that scene is when Cody gets a tape recorder. And starts recording himself. And he's like, gee golly, I got me a tape recorder. And uh, boy, it's... Uh, oh, Today, I went out and watched my oh. old friend June Knockers. Spelled with an H. Test her race car. God, she's got some great moves. <laughs> so he calls her his friend. Was that an accident? Because that was perfect timing. That was great. No, it was perfect timing. Yeah, that was nuts. That was an accident, though. A total accident. Um, so he's talking about June Knockers. But, like, here's the weird part. We all we've seen are two scenes. We've watched him go to the gun range and then we watched him drive to the race car and meet June Knockers. So now he's telling us about June Knockers. Now, what's he going to tell us about? Started at the pistol range. I went over <laughs> a scene we already watched. We get a recap <laughs> of that now. Now we get a recap of the, dude, we're five minutes in and he's recapping the first five minutes of the fucking movie for us. It's unreal. The target. Uh, at least I hit the board that held the target. And then, then he starts... Just pulling up to the marina now, where I reside. Well, that's it. 10-4, adios. Over and out, good buddy. That's... This is what he thought he needed a tape recorder for. He's like, all the private detectives have it. And this is what he's talking about. Uh, I want, our hero. 
I went to the pistol range and missed every shot. Uh, then I saw June Knockers, a good friend of mine. She's a race car driver. Now I'm going to go to my houseboat where I reside. That's it. 10-4. Fucking Malibu, California. It has the deliverance banjo playing in the background while he's talking. For some Dude, he's, he's ending his daily journal entry at 10 a.m. He hasn't done shit all day. <laughs> It's so fucking so useless. He's absolutely like the biggest pile of shit. Um, hang on, I'm gonna cue up the uh, next thing. All right, so he tells us his day backwards. Um, we go to the yacht club where we where the yacht club's mad at Cody for this giant painting that he has on his dock of the Malibu Express, which is a train. Um, but then Cody's like. Well, my dad owns the yacht club. And the guy's like, oh, yeah. And that's the end of that conversation. That <laughs> totally fucking useless. Um, but he does reveal to us in that moment why he has that painting. And it's because his mom loved trains and and then got hit by a train that derailed <laughs> and smashed into his mom. So him and his dad thought it would be fitting to draw, in his words, a caboose uh, and put it put it up on the yacht club. <laughs> Even though she hated boats and she hated airplanes, that that is, <laughs> they put it on the yacht club property uh, to remind them of their dead mom who was hit by a derailed train. <laughs> Why would you even include that? Why? Why is the worst <laughs> the worst character development of all time? Anyway, Cody goes to his yacht, which is now filled with just busty women, um, who mo- the most busty women the, the who are mo- showering. <laughs> and and while they're delivering their lines, are like looking off camera, clearly at somebody, probably like. Probably Sedaris just like <laughs> making boob hand gestures. That is the only direction he could possibly be giving. Because they're not doing anything. And <laughs> there's no way they're being red lines. Because I don't they're not talking besides being like, what are you doing today? And then just rubbing their tits against each other. <laughs> you know, Sedaris just like It's like making <laughs> just juggling tits in his hand. Because uh, you you had said this earlier, I think. Sedaris made this movie for this purpose, clearly. He did not want to make Shit. a movie. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, like, as a movie, this is not going to make any sense what I'm about to say. <laughs> but as a movie, it's it's perfectly fine to watch and sit through. But as a movie, <laughs> it fucking sucks. You know what I mean? You know I, I mean? do. I do know what you I don't mind do sitting through this. But as a movie, it fucking blows. It's not a movie. It's, it's, it is not. It's not a movie. It's not. It's not. It, it is. It is. It is softcore porn. It, it's not. Dude, the ratings. No on, penetration. The ratings on Letterboxd on this are insane. From the, So this is my thing with Letterboxd and like just rating systems in general. Like. And why the general public shouldn't be, have access to it, me included, obviously. Me me mostly should not have access to a rating system. Is because, like, sometimes you watch a movie like this and you're like, that's the fucking best. It's not, though. But, like, you need to factor that in. Like, you either need to choose to be over the top in every all of your ratings and f- have that vibe with everything. Or the opposite. Because giving this movie a three and a half, 
some of the people that did this, it, like it trumps like fucking well-made films <laughs> that they like were like, well, this isn't very realistic. <laughs> what the fuck? You know, like it's a fucking weird thing. It's a fucking bizarre thing. But this is not a three and a half star movie. This is not a two star movie. This is not a movie. This <laughs> is not a movie. And most of them, most of the reviews were like, I actually don't know what happened in this. And it's like, that dude, <laughs> you can't do that. That's not a film. That's the, what are we doing? Um, anyway, we cut to um, the yacht club owner president who is also a secret agent talking to a woman <laughs> dude it blew my fucking mind i was like that can't be him and then it was it's the yacht club president who is also <laughs> a member of the government who is who we learn about some the russians are stealing computer chips yes the shit that they said in this scene I honestly don't, dude, there's a few scenes in this where there was so much talking and I was like, I don't think they're actually saying anything. I think they're just saying words. And like you picked it up, like you're just picking it up as you go and you're like, you get the gist, but you're like, that's not, what was all the other words? Because they could have just said, they could have just said, hey, the Russians are stealing computer chips. But instead it is a five minute monologue about who's touching the chips this guy touches the chips and then this chip gets here and then and then they're like and then you know the russians buy it from our allies and you're like who the fuck are they even talking about who has the fucking chips now let me ask you because i'm sincerely asking you okay if, if people can see me I'm like my, i'm touching my <laughs> does this have anything to do with that switch at the end Wait, which switch at the end? The, the the main switcheroo. Oh, the switcheroo. No, 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 yes. no, 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 not at all. That's nothing to do with the Russians, right? Not well. Yes, and well, no, no. It has nothing to do with the Russians because or the spy. Well, sort of, sort of. Okay, but like, dude, <laughs> it's, it it's almost like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like, it's like they're like associated with it, but nothing real. So. The people, the, so they want to go talk to Countess Luciana, uh, who 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 is a countess, but also I guess a secret agent. Because and they want to team her up with Cody, who by the way is not a secret agent. He is a private detective. He is a PI. He's a private investigator. He is not. No, no agency would come to this man for anything. <laughs> 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 which I'll make a point about later, but it's funny. And they wouldn't go to a Contessa either. And strictly because neither of them have the training required to be secret agents. Um, right. But they're like, we'll team them up and they're going to go find out who's selling the chips to the Russians. Even though we just got that diatribe, which I think told us who was selling the chips to the Russians, but we don't know that. Um so Cody, cut to Cody, who's like, oh, I just found out I get to go meet a Contessa. And uh, uh, the guy said she was pretty good looking. <laughs> and you're like, oh, okay. And then we get a montage of them eating seafood, going on a date, having sex. <laughs> 
And it's all interrupted by Cody. This, oh, shit. <laughs> Every time my phone falls asleep and I reopen it, it starts the talking. That's the Bufords. Dude, Cody. Dude, the montage is like five minutes long. It, it, it's it's of them eating seafood and which is so. Di- I'm not a seafood guy, so I I don't know. But like seafood before like fucking sounds like not a good time. Like I, I feel like you go to bed after you eat a belly full of seafood. No, you're good with it. All right, listen, I'm not a seafood guy, so that 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 explains it. Lay pipe after a California roll. We get a huge we get a huge <laughs> montage of them fucking, and it's interrupted. By Cody. Is this... Has he said it yet? Oh, fuck. He already said it. Hang on. <laughs> Cody is, like, going down on her. She's moaning right now, but you can't hear it. She's like, oh, oh. Uh, water. <laughs> sorry, babe, but I gotta have some water. <laughs> that is how the montage ends. That is how the montage ends. Oh, water. <laughs> Also, maybe like the most realistic portrayal of like sex after eating like a ton of salty seafood. <laughs> you might be right, actually. Uh, uh water. <laughs> Dehydrating, going down on it. <laughs> just fucking, like, dude. I'm fucking for clearly like hours. Just like, dude. I mean that what, Cody's a loser, but that guy, that guy could fuck. That guy has stamina. I mean stamina for days. Clearly, like the yeah, like he's he's got it under control. Um, after that is our first Buffington counter, uh, Buffington family encounter. Um, yeah, and, and they, also they they're like we use nitrous oxide, which is like a bubbling cauldron of green liquid with like smoke coming out of it. Which Andy Sidaris, I guess, does not understand how that works. Um, and the entire time this Cody is just narrating the most mundane shit. After that, he goes and meets Lady Lillian, who, dude, there are so many fucking characters in this movie. It's unfucking real. Um, and she was the one. So I wanted to ask you, did did you see who was uh, credited in this movie? Regis. Well-known name was credited. Regis Philbin. And his wife, wife, Joy. Joy. (laughs) Filmed the scene for this movie. Yeah. Fucking one fact. It was probably just a free vacation or something, but um, I don't know. Why the fuck would you do that? Um, so we meet Lady Lillian, who was mentioned by the government as the main person they thought was involved in the Russian chip ring. And this is when I I start losing an understanding of anything happening in the movie because Cody goes to a house where there are six, seven people living there, all with different relationships. One guy, Shane, is just fucking everybody in the house, literally. Then you find out he's the driver. He's the family driver. But he's fucking everyone. But there's like 18 people in this fucking house. And Cody's like, yeah, they wanted me to stay there for a couple days. And then he's there for a minute. And then he's like, all right, I got to go work out with my lady cop friend, Bev McAfee. And he fucking leaves. And then he meets Bev McAfee, who again, his lady friend, who he walks up and just fucking plants the biggest kiss on her of all time. That That is not how also, this works. 
Also, introducing characters in a movie to the viewer in that manner is so fucking funny. (laughs) It's so funny because there's no need to know Lady McAfee, right? To know who she is. Like, at this point in the movie, and just to have him be like, well, time to go meet Bev McAfee. Who the fuck is Bev McAfee? (laughs) And we give a shit. Yeah, why do we give a shit is the bigger fucking question here because she. Is Bev even. Is Bev the. Oh, is Bev the cop later? I, I dude, I honestly could not keep. Tra- there are so many characters in this fucking movie. It's it's crazy. Um, I loved this gym scene though. Do Do you remember the gym scene? Um, refresh me. Is it is this the montage of of boobs with cowgirls and masseuses? No, this is. <laughs> this guy's voice. This place is filled with great looking body. This this is our lead again, uh, our hero, and he's going to go work out with Bev McAfee at the gym. And he is now describing the gym. That's this place that he's talking about where he's like, this place is filled with bodies. It's <laughs> And while he's doing this, he is sitting on an exercise bike, not pedaling, drinking, <laughs> drinking a can of Pepsi and not working out. He is the only one in the gym. Not working out. Everyone is working out. Working their fucking asses off, by the way. Imagine you hired a, a private eye, a private detective to solve something for you, and this is what you see him doing. Dude, and he's recording it. Like, dude, he, he could be like, let me play you what I did today. <laughs> this is what he's doing. Exercise is okay, but girl watching is what I do best. I love looking at the gorgeous Diana. Whew. He's just listing women at the gym. And the outrageously sexy Peggy. This is psychotic. Beverly's still one of my favorite ladies, though. <laughs> they ever give you the night off, Beverly? Nine to five looks so good right now. But my favorite part of this... I told you being a cop would be easy. My favorite part of this is when... Jump over there. The, the two biggest guys in the fucking gym. These guys are... Fucking huge. They're roided to the fucking gills. Two of them actually working out. And they see them and they're like, look at that fucking weirdo over there not doing it. They're honestly good guys in this scene. They're, they're, they will become villains later for some reason. They, they're like somehow involved in the story later. But right now they're just gym goers. And they're like, look at this fucking psycho weirdo over there just talking to women. Like, it's like the Revenge of the Nerds. Like, concept where like the jocks looking in 2023 the jocks are the fucking good guys everything's consensual with the jocks and the women they're with <laughs> the, the, guy, these guys are so fucking pissed no she's into the little boys i don't know if she's seeing them she needs to get herself a real man oh i see we got a couple of new show-offs working out new show-offs dude they are triple his size <laughs> I just love how he how he talks like uh, the Toxic Avenger, dude. Oh, that's a transformed. That is a perfect example. He is he's talking exactly like the Toxic Avenger. It's the same I'm voiceover. Sorry, I didn't know I couldn't do that. Oh, a couple flashy show-offs. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> dude, these guys could fucking. I don't know what got into me. <laughs> Snap them in half. All right, so. <laughs> That is that. The the only other audio I will dig up is the 33-minute mark guy for Joe here. Uh, And we'll play that in a minute. But anyway, 
So he goes, works out with his lady friend. Um, and then he goes, he just randomly stops and is like, wonder how things are going at the Chamberlain place, which I didn't know what the Chamberlain place was, uh, but I think it's that house. It doesn't matter. It cuts to the house and there's just naked people dancing and people naked in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking unreal. Just everyone's just fucking naked. Um, Craziest party yet. Yeah. Who is Mr. Chamberlain? Well, no, because, oh, yeah, there's Lillian Stewart and Anita and Liza. There's so many fucking Chamberlains in this Dude, movie. there are. It's, it is insane. It is insane. Um, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Are you talking about, is the fight in, in, is the fight that you're talking about the one where he, like, walks away and then he meets that cowgirl? Who who immediately who's a legitimate cowgirl? She's got like a piece of straw in her mouth, and she and he's like, "I need a ride," and she's like, "You got one right here," and just whips out her boobs. Wait, is that that? I thought that was a, I thought that was a little bit before that for some reason. Wait, I, it might be the same scene, but it might have happened before because I'm pretty sure the fight ends. I'm not even sure how the fight ends because he like throws one, he throws two guys. Dude, like dude they let him go. One. They let him go. Dude, again, this guy. Right, they all, they, dude, dude, they all just walked their separate way. Like, dude, they're, they're- they, this <laughs> this guy is such a fucking loser. He confronts these like main this main villain group, and they beat the shit out of him. And then he walks away, and they just taunt him as he walks away. They're like, "Oh, come on, buddy, come back. We're sorry. We're not gonna hurt you no more." And they just like let him leave, and he walks away. Dude, you're right. You're right. Because those guys are the, are the heroes. Because they they know they could fucking kill him. Dude, they yeah. have him dead to fucking yeah. rights. He has a gun. They. They destroy his car so he can't drive. They make him walk home. They're just bullying him. <laughs> fucking hero of the fucking movie. Just getting absolutely fucking bullied. <laughs> it's that scene. It's that scene when that scene ends. Wait. Wait, so is it before or after he meets the cowboy woman? It must be before. So so that scene ends and it cuts to a guy on a phone. I'm pretty sure he's getting his back rubbed, but yes. with somebody topless for some yeah. reason. All right. Yeah, and then as he's walking into that building, he says it. Wait, as he's walking into the building, it happens? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I know where you're talking about now. Okay. Yeah, the guy getting a back rub. Again, saying nothing. I don't even know what that call was a fucking <laughs> <Yeah>. about. Dude, <laughs> I rewound that scene twice because I was like, they must be saying something. He's not. He's not saying anything. No one's saying words, but they are. They're saying words. But it's like a, some sort of fucking trick on us. Nothing is making sense. So this is him creeping around the house. Hey Shane. He just keeps taking calls from this guy. I don't. I can, I cannot locate this. Unless I fucked up. Dude, this fucking Shane fella. I hate him, yeah, too. You can, you, can edit. you can edit this, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that right there. Dude, I right got there. it. I yeah. got it. I got it. <laughs> All right. Here we go, guys. Boy, that was really a horseshit trip to Palm Springs. <laughs> I got my ass whipped, my borrowed car shot up, and I was raped. <laughs> you know? I'm to see just what the hell's going on around here. <laughs> Right? This is the best line I've ever heard. 
saying that also, so we watched casually. the entire fight. It did not happen. No, I think he's talking about the fucking cowgirl. No, he's not. He is not. <laughs> I did some heavy research into that line. He is most definitely not. So we're supposed to believe those men raped him? Correct. That's fucking the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. Correct. And that's why he's kind of walking with a limp here. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the way he delivers it. But you were talking about the room, right? The room just turned 20 yeah. years old. Like, this guy, this guy is not any better. No. Than Tommy no. Wiseau. In fact, he, he's probably worse. He might be worse at d- delivering lines. I, I kind of agree. Because, like, this character sucks. Dude, at least Tommy, when he does, like, the oh, hi, Mark, or, like, I mean, it sucks. I'm not going to defend Tommy. He's <laughs> horrible. But he at least, like, kind of tries. This guy is completely devoid of anything resembling human emotion. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to I'm gonna skip through some stuff. We meet this guy, Shane, who's a piece of shit, and loves filming himself fucking people. And potentially, like, there's a scene where it's, like, close to rape, and you're like, what the fuck? But then I think it's consensual, but she definitely didn't consent to getting filmed, and she's pissed about that. And then literally everyone he meets, he films fucking, and none of them are thrilled about it, which – Understandably. Um, however, I do. I mu- it must be stated that I've never seen a bigger camera with a bigger flash go off and somehow. And by the way, not even just in these scenes, but like it happens multiple times when they like try to catch a killer to no one notices the camera going off ever. They're just oblivious to the dude. It's like a fucking one of those like light bulb flashes. Like you have to change the light bulb every fucking time. <laughs> fucking unreal. And everyone's oblivious to it. Um we meet those 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 bad guys who are the two gym members plus this new older guy gangster who they want a videotape they want something i dude the the chase for the videotape wait no the videotape hasn't even happened yet so they just want to fuck up cody for no reason uh, it doesn't make sense but in like a few minutes they're going to be like we need that fucking film <laughs> I think we're supposed to, we're supposed to believe as the viewer, if 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 you don't have any brains, that they are threatened by Cody's you know, being a private investigator and Just, digging around. Their could office. you imagine, like giving yourself up like that instead of being like, "Hey, we just have to lay low while this fucking asshole's around." Instead, following him around, being like, "Hey, leave us alone." <laughs> Actively picking fights with them. <laughs> and letting them go. <laughs> um, also, that sexy cowgirl scene is so funny, too, because he goes, give me the fastest thing on the lot. And then she gives him a fucking Nissan Datsun. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, is like busted up. Get- like, it's busted up. He rides it through the rest of the movie and it's like got a fucking banged in front end. We should get Paul's dad to comment on that. We would do. I'll, I'll, I'll interview. I'll make. I'll make him watch this movie and then interview. Get <laughs> the shit out of me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and then again, like, what kind of plot is this? Because now we go back into Shane, who's filming other people he's having sex with, and is very confused why all these women are furious with him. Like, he's genuinely confused. Uh, he's also the driver, um, and he's driving one of the family members named Stuart. 
who is a drag queen and is going to a drag event using the family driver in the family car. Presumably, they probably know. And he probably isn't hiding it all that well if he's using the family driver, right? But Shane, who we learn has a gambling debt of $30,000, means nothing to the rest of this story. But for some reason, takes up 20 minutes of plot line in this movie. Shane has a gambling debt to some guys. He's got to pay. So he's like, he's driving Stuart and is like, you, I'm going to tell everyone unless you pay me $30,000. And Stuart's like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And then just gets out of the fucking car. (laughs) 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 And then later, dude, Shane is the worst. And by the way, that's the other part. Shane has been doing this. Not the first woman, but the second woman he showed that he had a video of. He like showed her the video and was like, you better get me the money. And she's like, no, you're a fucking asshole. Like, you're a piece of shit and I'm not giving you money. And he's like, God damn it. So (laughs) Shane literally, it's the only time Shane takes no for an answer is when people are like, yeah, I'm not getting you the fucking money. (laughs) Then he's like, oh, shucks. Um, Also, I want you to think about everything you just said. Actually, actually for the last 58 minutes. And then, and then think about the ending and, and answer what any of this fucking matter, what any of this means to us. <laughs> Why Cody's even involved. Um, <laughs> and then Shane, Shane calls Stuart later that night and is like, hey, you didn't meet me and bring me the money. And Stuart's like, yeah, dude, this was like my favorite scene in the whole movie because Stuart just is like, yeah, because I'm, I'm not going to do that. And he's like, <laughs> and hangs up the phone. <laughs> like what, dude? Like I love this. I love that he's just getting shut down by fucking everyone. Um. Anyway, uh, he gets killed. <laughs> so somebody breaks into his fucking room, shoots him, kills him, takes the videotapes. Um. But Shane. Shane does two things with his last bits of energy. Shane does two things. (laughs) He's been shot. Dude, he gets shot in the head and then does something after. Oh, my God. Wait. So, (laughs) first he gets stabbed and then shot in, like, the stomach. And then he, like, with his last bit of energy, pulls out a camera and takes a photo of the person that shot him. And then shoves it into a drawer. And then that figure goes to that drawer and you're like, oh, they're going to take the camera. Opens the drawer, takes something else, and leaves the camera. In there. <laughs> uh, which, whatever. Um, then Shane like crawls up on the TV screen, and she fucking puts a bullet in his head. And you know, it's it's like it's. I don't want to say it's a cool scene. It's not, but like you see, like the blood splatter on the screen. <laughs> Right. Shoots I mean, him. it's one of the very few, like, action eventful, yeah. action-y things yeah. we'll, we'll get in this movie. It's, yeah. Also, she, fun fact, we've been doing this for almost 10 years now, right? Yeah. Uh, Tina has watched most of these movies with me pre-marriage, right? Yeah. This movie, about, I think it was exactly at this scene, she goes, this is terrible. I just walked upstairs Well, <laughs> didn't watch the rest of it. It had to have been, it had to have been this moment where Shane gets shot in the head. The person leaves, closes the door, 
And then the next scene, we see Shane picks up the television for some reason. <laughs> and you see, stumbles to the door and crashes out of it. But it cuts before we even see him, like, go through the door all the way. He's like, like, you see him going through it, and then it just cuts to the next scene. Yeah, like, but the cuts are terrible. Dude, like, it doesn't, he doesn't fall through, like, it just stops there. <laughs> and why would Shane, with his last bit of energy, pick up a television? Pick up a TV, dude. <laughs> and hiding the camera. Just keep the camera on you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, it's so fucking nuts. Whew. Well, what do you know? We get a new character. It's a maid with a giant fucking fake white wig running around spying on the family. Marion. Dur- during a fucking murder investigation, which involves no police, FYI. It's <laughs> Cody, Cody investigating a murder, which he has no business doing. <laughs> This is when he calls Sally's sexy phone and lip service. Um, and again, she is an operator, uh, which all I could think about was like, Cody's just so dumb that he's like calling a 900 line and being like, thinks that it's the operator and his fucking phone bill is like a million dollars every month. <laughs> that, that's, what he's, that's, that's what he's working to pay off. <laughs> Uh, being a private investigator sure costs a lot of money. My phone bill alone. <laughs> Every time I call the operator, it costs me $37. <laughs> um, and now, now it's sort of taking... So, this movie, you don't know what you're watching for a lot of it. And you're like, okay, it's an action movie. No, it's not an action movie. I don't know what this is. And now it makes a very clear shift into, like, a murder mystery. Right. Which is not the the bill of goods that we were sold on this one. Yes, correct. <laughs> I was not sold a murder mystery. Um, Cody goes to some fucking house where another woman shows up. They're going to go get evidence. I think this is Bev McAfee. <laughs> and, like, they just start having sex. And, like, this isn't even their fucking house. And they're, like, fucking in somebody else's bed. Like, they're breaking into a house to get evidence. I think it might be Shane's house. Yeah, it's Shane's house, right? It's Shane's, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, they're fucking all over the place. But all I could think was, like, imagine being a cop who's actually, like, you're, like, somehow behind Cody in, in like, the line of everything because they, they're, like, calling the police late. So, like, you're, like, trying to do the same. You're trying to be a cop and investigate. And every scene you go to. DNA. (laughs) Collect evidence. All you're getting is fucking Cody's sweat and cum all over everything. (laughs) Like, you're, like, like a cop shows up and is probably, like, hey, chief, we got Shane's address. Let's go to his house. He's probably got more evidence there. And then they go there and they're, like, this motherfucker's been here already, too. There's just fucking jizz everywhere. And Ball sweat all over the fucking and, and, <laughs> and Cody laying in bed being like, gee willikers, fellas. <laughs> <laughs> Talking into his recorder. <laughs> Cops are like, what the fuck? Dude, and even better is Cody, they Cody is fucking this woman in Shane's house, finds the remote control that controls Shane's cameras, which we have established as a movie. Bad luck. You, that's that's what that's what bad guys do. They film themselves fucking people without their consent. Cody's like, guess what I do? You want to watch some home movies? And like, poor literally Bev, what he says. Bev Ma- yeah, Bev McAfee's like, oh, who's a cop? Cool. <laughs> and then all I could think of again was the police there being like, oh, 
We have evidence. He has got cameras here too. We can put on that tape, put on the tape, see what he's got on his last tape. And Cody's recorded over it with himself fucking someone. All the evidence is being erased. Like Cody is destroyed. You would have to they would have to kill him, right? You would have to disappear. You would have to. You would have to do something. There's no other alternative. Oh my god. Anyway, uh gym guys show up. We get a shootout that's very lackluster. Very lackluster. So when I say there's no action, it's it really is. Like these shootouts are like pew 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 and then that's kind of it. It's just a bunch of running around. Um explosions. Yeah. It, it it's cuz again, Cody can't shoot people, so he misses everything. <laughs> Uh, another race off with the Buffingtons and Cody loses again. Uh, and his exact words are, I keep getting disgraced. <laughs> Imagine James Bond losing races. Fucking. <laughs> and, and, and beating himself up about it. Be like, well, I just can't seem to do anything right. Okay, cool. The fuck am I watching you start? Between starting? this and not being able to shoot anything. I don't know why I'm even in this field. <laughs> Oh is my. this where the Buffingtons put "We Are Number One" on their asses? Thing? Yes, yes, that's which, 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 which our intelligent hero has to like mouth out and count <laughs> with his fucking fingers what they say. There's three people, and it just says "We Are Number One," and our hero's mouthing it out, reading it, and counting on his fingers how many words it is. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, he gets jumped by the gym, dude. These gym guys just like constantly show up and beat the shit out of him and he like escapes with the skin of his teeth dude, dude Cody sucks Cody is the worst <laughs> which is that's so funny which guys just roll around town looking for Cody and just keep finding him kicking the shit out of him <laughs> beating the piss out of him and like Cody literally is running away scared every fucking scene <laughs> I'm fucking crying because the end makes it even better because even if you think he's doing police work right now, he's not. He's not. It turns out, it turns out he's not. He's not doing any police work whatsoever. All this is for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh. Also, the way he acts so like, well, that wraps that up. Hey, hey, Cody, there's still a group of guys that are constantly kicking your ass every corner you go to. It's not going to stop because of what you just discovered. <laughs> uh, they go visit uh, Tammy Bazangas again or whatever her name is. Uh, <laughs> and finally, some woman is like, hey, who is this woman? And he's like, she's just a friend. And then that's... <laughs> That's it. Still, or he keeps calling them pals. Just a pal, just a pal. Um, and then again, the goons attack the racetrack, and they're like, they're out of control now. They they shoot a kid on a bicycle, not a bicycle. It's a motorbike, but they shoot a kid on a bike. Uh, that's when we get interrupted with juicy bazongas talking about car tits and stuff. Um, anyway, they drive away. Uh, they drive away. And the 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 goons follow him in a fucking helicopter, uh, which is great. But for some reason, June is um, topless in the car, just rubbing her breasts all over Cody's face while he's driving away from while he's driving people <laughs> shooting at him. 
And he's like, please stop. <laughs> but my my favorite thing is she's like, because dude, she's like, she's literally like, just fuck me. This is like dude, crazy. Just dude, rubbing her tits onto his face while he's trying to escape a, a helicopter. With a sniper in it trying to shoot him. But the sniper <laughs> won't shoot because he says, this is a quote, all I can see are tits. <laughs> <laughs> so he won't take the shot. <laughs> Also, he's behind, dude. He's behind them. Dude, you can see the back of the his head. head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and 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 my favorite part about that is like the only way Cody can get her to calm down is being like, "I promise, I'll fuck you later." <laughs> it's fucking unreal, dude. Like, the fact that the guy that plays Cody didn't write the movie is nuts. Like, because... Fell into shit. Like, why why couldn't that be presented to me? (laughs) Could you imagine (laughs) being off... Like, you read the script and you're like... Am I sure right? (laughs) 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 This seems crazy. (laughs) By the way... So this is the fifth girl that's... (laughs) Tits are going to be rubbed into my face? This is a different character. Yeah, okay. <laughs> That's weird. Um, the, so, I have a question. Do you think that the sex scenes were real? Because there's a shower sex scene with Shane at the beginning, at the, earlier in the movie, that I was like, I don't know if that's fucking simulated. I don't know if Andy Sidaris even gave a fuck. <laughs> okay, so that's probably the thing, is that I don't know that they would know how to simulate that. That you're right. You're right. They don't have the budget for like the uh, I forget what they call them. There's there's a term for them, but they they're there Pros- to like prosthetic things. Yeah. Well, not even the prosthetics. Like there there's a person there usually to like protect both people and be like, are you comfortable with this? Are you comfortable with this? And like help. Oh, them. that is for sure. Not <laughs> <present>. <laughs> <laughs> but oh man, all I can see is tits. That. Should be a bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, they decide to get out of the helicopter for some. Put on a shirt. Next, next, next drop, dude. I, I and by the way, if any of our listeners remember, so I know because I've been trying to find it. Um, there was the Stephen. There's the Tim Burton one that we mentioned. T-shirt, and then there's the Evil Dead Two T-shirt. I think there was a third thing that we mentioned that we were like, put it on a shirt. If anyone messages me, remind me what that is so I can start working on that. Because I've got the Tim Burton one done um, and I got the Evil Dead one started. So uh, I just want that third one. Anyway, so next one is... Uh, <laughs> oh, I see his tits. See his tits. <laughs> With a picture of Bruce Willis. and uh, <laughs> Dude, yeah, dude, the sixth sense. That's all I can think of. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) uh, so they get out of the helicopter the goons and um, it flies away for some reason anyway they get out ahead of Cody somehow and Cody runs the the main guy over with his fucking car sending him flying flying through the showdowns here are so anticlimactic it's 
It's so bizarre to build up to this. Dude, they've built this up so much, dude, because these guys keep showing up and beating the shit out of him. It should be this, like, glorious recovery for Cody to, like, get vengeance for getting his ass kicked the whole movie. And Cody kind of just clips him, and he goes flying. And the only reason he dies is because he had a fucking grenade in his pocket. (laughs) Which is expressed to us by the other goons who were like, Man, that guy's been carrying around live grenades. <laughs> like, they're just as stunned as we are. They're like, fucking guy, man. Like, <laughs> fucking unreal. I think I, I think I take it back. This movie might rock. <laughs> Dude, I was thinking about that all day where I was like, I, I, I know it doesn't. So don't say it, Sean. Don't say it because I know you're going to turn. I know you're going to turn on Because as I was replaying it afterwards, I was like, this is the funniest thing I think I've ever seen. But it's it's so unintentional. It's so unintentional. Oh, That's God, yeah. More so than anything. We've talked about a lot of movies where we're like, okay, the Wikipedia calls it a horror comedy. It's not. Like, this is, this mo- is not a comedy. This is truly like, this is truly like this guy thought he was making something. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, Cody is then able to shoot these guys because Tammy Tatas or whatever is shows them her boobs. And then they are like, what? <laughs> <laughs> which allows Cody to shoot. The only reason Cody can shoot him is because he can't hit a moving target. He can hit somebody standing still. So to get them to stand still, she shows them her breasts. She's and hypnotized by their tits. Dude, they literally, this is not even an exaggeration. The guy's like, holy moly, and just stops <laughs> fighting long enough for Cody to shoot him. But Cody doesn't kill either of them. He just wounds them. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> and then he's, he's he talks into it, talking into his recorder again. June's gorgeous front porch really saved our ass. Calling that a front porch. Dude, that's such like an old school southern term. Front porch. Um, she then also helps them get a ride home because a family driving in a RV is driving by. And June, again, pulls out her breasts. Causing- it's an old guy. This guy is real old. Be like, well, I guess, well, I guess when you put it that way, she doesn't even say anything. She tits in his face. And then... And and the funniest part is the wife's there and you like it cuts to the wife and you're like, oh, it's going to be that wife gag of being like, you better not stop for them. You know what I mean? But instead, the wife's like, oh, wow, we must be in Hollywood. And like, is like <laughs> excited to pick them up. I'd be like, dude, do not let this fucking crazy woman in the fucking RV. Fucking nuts. And look at that guy she's with. <laughs> dude, that's the biggest problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the guy looks like a fucking maniac. Um, Bimmy of Hollywood. <laughs> Bimmy. That's a good band name. Bimmy of Hollywood. Um, Cody gets to a phone. They drive him to a payphone where he calls Bev McAfee again, who. <laughs> Knowing her full government name in this movie is so fucking funny. <laughs> How many of your favorite movies can you name the characters first and last? I, I can't. So I can't. Bev McAfee <laughs> drilled into her heads. <laughs> Bev McAfee. He calls Bev McAfee. And we don't hear the other line. We only hear Bev during this scene, which is great. Uh, so it's it's that Ronald McDonald commercial. 
You don't say. You don't say. He didn't say. <laughs> he didn't say. Um, but she's like, you got to wait for me. You need backup. You need backup. Um, and then we cut to a strip club where the strip club is showing Shane's videos on the TV screen for some reason. <laughs> the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. And then Cody shows up and is like, you guys are fucking busted. And it's lady. It's Liza. Liza, who I don't think is lady. The lady that we talked about before. I think this, I, I didn't know who this person was. And some guy who is, brand new brand new fresh character for sure um and he's like you guys killed shane um and i have the photo proof and he pulls out a photo and it looks exactly like this woman liza that they arrest but then he puts a st- <laughs> he puts a stocking cap over liza's head <laughs> and he's like well wait look He's like, it might not look like it now, but look at this. And everyone's like, oh, my God. It looked like her before that. <laughs> looked exactly like her. Um, but then the best line ever uttered in a film history, given the circumstances. Uh, Cody's driving away and he says, case closed, right? Not so. I made a mistake. <laughs> phrasing it like that not even being like it was a ruse all along or like dude saying i made a mistake like owning his own faults in this movie is the funniest shit and guess what you want to know how big of a mistake it is it's the whole fucking thing it's the entire movie <laughs> it's the, the entire, entire plot of the movie. movie he has done nothing he has accomplished nothing <laughs> that's not a mistake <laughs> He's literally done nothing but drive around and have sex with all the victims and accomplices and villains in the movie. He's just been banging his way through this fucking movie. Um, However, he has invited everyone to his boat for a party. Um, It's like a celebration party for solving the case. (laughs) Just for him to be like, hey guys, uh, by the way. But... But didn't actually solve the case. On his way to the party, here come the Buffingtons. Because <laughs> we got to close out that story arc first with old Buffingtons. Even though he's lost two races to them, uh, this time he races them again and uh, wins. Because this time he has like a souped up Batmobile and finally fucking beats them. Um, good. Two, Great. One, <laughs> Congrats. One out, one out of three. Cool. Good job. What a hero. <laughs> They'll be making toys of you in no time, guy. Imagine showing this to your kid, like, if it wasn't, like, if there's no boobs, they'd be like, I don't like this guy. Guy <laughs> suck. For sure. Um, anyway, Cody, after winning the race, calls sexy Susie, the operator again an operator who dude every time he calls her she pulls out her breasts and starts rubbing her own nipples and is like oh <laughs> it's unreal and he he calls her to tell her he won the race as if she fucking knows 
Dude, you'd be like, what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> what race? Dude, imagine getting, like, it could be either either role. Getting hot and horny for somebody, and they're talking to you, and you're all, like, ready to go. And they're just like, oh, beat the Buffingtons finally. <laughs> fuck. All, dude, all I could think about at the end of this was, like, could you imagine, like, these groups of people terrorizing your town. And it's mainly just Cody. Like Cody, like if you mentioned living in this town or city or whatever it is. And like, you're just like, Oh, this fucking Cody just makes a fucking mess of everything. Is it fucking, he moved here and then the Buffingtons fucking show up and they're just trying to race them all the time. And he's out there fucking everybody. And also just shooting and missing. Like, somebody take this guy's fucking gun away. He's a terror. Like, he thinks he's a cop. He's not. <laughs> And he's ruined every investigation in the town. <laughs> we have 0% closed cases because Cody's interfered in all of them. <laughs> um, anyway, they get to the boat for the party. Liza, and then, wait, okay, wait. They get to the party, and Cody's like, guess who else is here? And in walks Liza, who we had busted prior. <sighs> And he tells us that three hours ago, he figured out that Liza's left-handed and the person in the photo is right-handed. And and judging by the marks on the cabinet, it was a left-handed person. And he somehow didn't use a hand job joke in this to be like, like, because I was like, how does he know Liza's left-handed? Like, he should, like, how do you not drop that? Like, fucking unreal. Anyway. And then he reveals that he's like, uh, I didn't know who it was. So I went to the countess and then she just left me a tape and we hear the tape she, in its entirety, in its entirety. And she tells him everything. The entire movie we just watched, except how it really happens, except how it really happened. So Cody did nothing to solve this. Cody Literally had zero part in solving this. Count the countess reveals Wait. everything. What what was he trying to solve? I don't know. He was okay. trying to figure out he was trying to figure out who was selling the computer chips to the Russians. Right, right. But is that what she that's not what she No dude, she like kinda like crowbars it. She's like dude, she's like, dude again. She says so many words and none of it matters. She just keeps talking about how she's going to Hawaii and like, she's like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's setting up, she's setting up a hard ticket to Hawaii. Which is insane because none of these people which, are in hard tickets to Hawaii. Nuts. Which is fucking nuts. Which is fucking nuts. But, but the what he was trying to solve was the Russians. Right. And then there was the murder of Shane. What was his name? Shane, which is what the person was falsely arrested for. Correct. And now we have this confession tape. Which she's like, by the way, dude, it's so crowbarred in. So she's like, she starts explaining something that isn't the computer chips. She's explaining something else. Some other crime <laughs> that we don't know about. But then she's like, and then I forget who even killed Shane. Did she kill Shane? She killed so, Shane. She's like, there's no evidence of the mask. Oh, yeah, that's right. She killed Shane. But then she's like, which, by the way, he also is the one that sold the computer chip. So it's fine. <laughs> that's right that's right that's right okay Dude, like it's so crowbarred in like you're like wait what and she just like by the way 
like it's all I think it's all about Shane's murder and like the videotapes and all that evidence and then like those gangsters that were after the tapes there's like all of that going on and then she's like so I had to kill Shane which by the way is fine because he actually was selling computer chips and is a terrorist <laughs> Because yeah. she works for the government. She right. Also so she had to like yeah. clear her own name, which again. She's I, like, it, sorry, sorry. No, no. But she's specifically like, there will never be any evidence found that you can use against me. This is an audio recording of her confessing to all these crimes and using her government names, which she can most definitely turn over to the authorities. Dude, and my favorite thing was she was like, under this tarp, you'll find a mask that I wore that made me look like Liza, and it's going to melt in one minute, and we get to watch the mask <laughs> melt. <laughs> Liza's already been pardoned. Like, she's she's already free. She's already freed. Dude, like, she's in the government. Like, that's what I'm saying. Why... It, and uh, she flees to Hawaii, a state you could just be arrested in. Just be extradited easily by the Hawaiian police. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'd expect nothing less from this crew. That makes perfect sense. Like, Cody was probably like, how the fuck are we going to get her off that island? <laughs> he did, no way. There's no way. Oh, figure that out. <laughs> he is also, like, so giddy. Telling this, oh, he's so everybody weird. involved, which is so. I fun. can't believe I got duped again. <laughs> Another case not solved by me. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you say? We go back and rub tits all over each other, dude. Dude, the best part of this ending, and by the way, the the whole thing that she talks about, dude, she mentions like eighteen people and members of the government that like. We don't even know. She's like, Jerry, Jeff, Jeffries. And it cuts to some guy that we'd never seen in the movie before. And he's like, Ooh, yeah, I was in on it. And you're like, what the fuck? What the fuck is happening? Anyway, so Cody was just like a walking fuck toy for the women in this movie. Like, he did nothing. It, it's all he did. And then there, there's like this older woman that owns the house that everyone was having sex in. I forget what her name is, but she has a cast on her foot and that's. I don't know. That's a thing. Why is that even part of the movie? Anyway, she's like, boy, Cody, you would do anything to help a woman in need. And Cody, it cuts to Cody's face. And then it cuts to every woman at the party. And you realize Cody fucked every woman at the party. (laughs) There are eight women on the boat and it cuts to their faces and like, a memory of their sex scene and Cody fucked every single woman on that boat. And then it cuts back to Cody. Who's like, I sure would. <laughs> and the boat takes off. The Malibu express takes off. And that's the end of the fucking movie. <laughs> the most pointless waste of time. Anticlimactic story. I think I've ever sat there. Dude, it's fucking nuts. It's fucking crazy. I could not believe it. I it was jaw-dropping. I I, dude, I was crying laughing at the dude when the when the switcheroo happened, I was crying laughing because I was like they cannot be undoing everything that we just watched. And dude, everything, not even just watched because watched assumed you could do it passively. This movie was so such a mess that you had to actually pay more attention to it because you were like, did I miss something? You're like, I I paid 
more attention to this than I do a lot of the movies we watch. Because a lot of them, you can tell a lull. You can kind of like take some notes, pick up what they're saying. This one, I had to like keep rewinding and being like, what the fuck is hat? Like, are we done with the microchips? What's the computer chip thing? Like, are we done with that? Like, are we military now? Like, what? what is that? The Buffingtons were racing fucking hillbillies now. Like, this one you had to be such an active participant in to try and follow. And then for them all to be at the end to be like, yeah, none of that mattered. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> and none of it was a crime because it was all organized by the government, which also hired Cody. To do this job. To be fair, what a distraction to to the public. Dude, to everybody. Everyone involved. Everyone involved. Guy fucking tore that town apart. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And that is Malibu Express, guys. What a fucking movie, man. Yeah. Good stuff. So, next week, we got... uh, Cabin Cabin Fever. Fever. I'm actually going to watch the new one, too, I think, in in preparation for it. Maybe. I probably won't, but I'm going to say I am. Um, (laughs) Okay. Dude, I forgot that they remade it. I don't even know if I've ever seen it. I must have watched it. I never saw it. Yeah. I didn't see it. Because it's like, why? (laughs) Right. I'm not even that guy that says that about remakes, but like, why Cabin Fever of all of them? But, okay. Right. Especially given the amount of time that's passed. It was not enough. Yeah. Um, so we got Cabin Fever next week, and then we got Dead Heat the week after, and then Big Trouble in Little China. So July is full of fireworks. Um, so join us for that. Join us over on Patreon, patreon.com slash I hate horror. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff. Are you doing anything for uh, what's his face? Dead Actor Cinema. Uh, oh, um, which is what I've just done. By the time. By the time this comes out, uh, no. Oh yeah, you'll I guess you will have it. found out. Yeah. Uh, but but to, to answer the question, I, I would like to. I just have a lot going on with the party and going on vacation, so gotta gotta find time. Yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. I, I I'm gonna try and do something this week. One of the Walking Dead things. Um, yeah. Um, hey, when when is uh, Big Trouble Little China live show? Uh, July 22nd. That works. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Good to know. Glad we cleared that up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're going to see, uh, we're going to see cake three days before that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so fucking pumped for that show. Um, you too? N- not to derail the show with like three seconds left, but I mean, that, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. probably could have waited till we, till we hit end. Yeah. <laughs> end in two seconds. All I'm going to say, I just want to say like, dude, me and Joe would literally texted like a few months before where I was like, that is like a bucket list band for me. And like, they don't tour at all anymore. Like they do like their California shows and shit. Cause they all live out there and like the Bay area and shit. And I was like, I think, like, honestly, I was started looking to maybe consider going seeing them this summer because I knew they had some Bay Area shows. And I was like, do I just fly out there to go see them just to knock it off the list? Like, because I don't like it's one of those things, man. Like, before you know it, they're just not doing it ever again. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? And and they're just like, no, we don't have to. Um, and then randomly announced that they were coming to fucking New Haven, Connecticut. And I was like, fucking Un- unreal, dude. Unreal. Um, never gotten tickets so fast in my life for anything. <laughs> um all right anyway uh so we got those shows coming up patreon.com slash i hate horror we're doing some new bonus content uh we got the new live video shows that we're doing constantly um and the live shows are just fucking awesome now they're just so cool i'm having such a good time with those so make sure you join us for those um and i and for all those that are asking i finally do have all the copies of all the archived live shows there are some missing but i have the majority of them now in our archive so i i just have to splice them together and put them up so uh they i do have most of them uh so i'll get those up and uh yeah that's it guys so um facebook.com slash i hate horror i hate horror.com instagram at i hate horror joe where can they find you instagram boognish 1985 and that's a wrap thank you to joe thanks to all of you And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios.